Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Just Church Won't Cut It with the Josiahs. This is episode 21. Um, we're extremely excited to be back with you all. I um, feel like it's been a little bit of time, but we are happy. We are ready to go and to have some wonderful discussion with you all, um, with each other too. Um, so today's topic will be talking donkey. Ooh. I like donkey. A donkey can't talk. Talking donkey? Talking donkey. So this passage, well, mostly is going to be in um, Numbers chapter 22. Um, it's a really, really, really awesome story about a man named Balaam, um, son of Beor, who is a famous prophet. Um, and then you have the king of Moab named Balak, who um, was, was sending for him because he was a famous prophet, he was sending for him because he was afraid of the Israelites that had um, come to his area. And they were in a large quantity. Um, and he had heard what the Israelites had done and the victories and things that they had had. Um, so he was extreme. He was afraid. He was afraid that his kingdom would be destroyed um, by the Israelites. So in his scaredness, um, he reached out to, to Balaam thinking like, oh man, like, I know that usually when you bless things, they're blessed. When you curse things, they're cursed. Um, I'm going to invite you and, and send you with gifts and all these things to come and curse these people, curse these Israelites, because I must have victory. And so he would stop at no, at no level um, to get Balaam to come and um, curse the Israelites. So that's what this story um, and this passage is going to be about. And we're going to talk about this talking donkey and the donkey's role and how the Lord can use whatever, whoever, whenever, however. That's right. To do whatever. That's else. right. Guess <laughs> what? Because he, he is God. God. That is right. God of all. That's God right. of gods, the Lord of lords, king of kings, and he's the creator of all things. That's right. So he's not limited. He do whatever he pleases. Mm -hmm. And who can question him? And sometimes he has to take extreme measures. Sometimes he has to. <laughs> For to be believable, sometimes even he has to take extreme measures. Absolutely. And when he finds himself in the place where there's no human vessel to believe, he has the power to raise whatever he chooses to prove his point. Mm -hmm. Just how he would raise a rock if he had to to worship him, he would use whatever he chooses to use to get his point across. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's a sovereign God, true and living God. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's right. Glory be to the Most High. That's it. So we're going to dive on in. I'm reading from the NLT translation, and um, we'll just probably stop here and there as the Lord leads us. So it says, Balak sends for Balaam. Then the people of Israel traveled to the plains of Moab and camped east of the Jordan River across from Jericho. Balak, son of Zippor, the Moabite king, had seen everything the Israelites did to the Amorites. And when the people of Moab saw how many Israelites there were, they were terrified. The king of Moab said to the elders of Midian, this mob will devour everything in sight like an ox devours grass in the field. So Balak, king of Moab, sent messengers to call Balaam, son of Beor, who was living in his native land of Pithor, near the Euphrates River, his message said. 
look, a vast horde of people has arrived from Egypt, the Israelites. They cover the face of the earth and are threatening me. Please come and curse these people. For the people they, for me, curse these people for me because they are too powerful for me. Then perhaps I will be able to conquer them and drive them from the land. I know that blessings fall on any people you bless and curses fall on people you curse. So I first find it interesting that he's not an Israelite. Right. He's not. Right. And so he didn't really seem to even know who who these people were. Really. Right. Um, but it says, look, a vast... Oh, no. Okay. So Balak's messengers who were elders of Moab and Midian set out with money to pay Balaam a place to place a curse upon Israel. They went to Balaam and delivered Balak's message to him. Stay here overnight, Balaam said in the morning. I will tell you whatever the Lord directs me to say. So the officials from Moab stayed there in Balaam with Balaam. That night, God came to Balaam and asked him, Who are these men visiting you? Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent me this message. Look, a vast horde of people have arrived from Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come and curse these people for me. Then perhaps I will be able to stand up to them and drive them from the land. But God told Balaam, Do not go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed. I'm going to read that part again because I think that's important. Mm -hmm. So this is what God told him <laughs> to do or not to do. So, But God told Balaam, do not go with them. You are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed. So the Lord already has said that they have been blessed. Amen. The next morning, Balaam got up and told Balak's official. Go on home. The Lord will not let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to King Balak and reported. Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak tried again. This time he sent a larger number of even more distinguished officials than those he had sent the first time. So he sent the, the big boys. They went to Balaam and delivered this message to him. All right, so second try. Mm -hmm. This is what Balak's son of Zippor says. Please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I will pay you very well and do whatever you tell me. Just come and curse these people for me, please. Like, just curse them. Mm -hmm. But Balaam responded to Balak's messengers. Even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord my God. Amen. But stay here one more night, and I will see if the Lord has anything else to say to me. Mm. He's like, well, yeah. I just have to hear what he says. Mm -hmm. That night, God came to Balaam and told him, since these men have come to you, get up and go with them. But only do what I tell you to do. Amen. And we'll come back to that part. Because that is key piece. But do only what I tell you to do. Amen. So now we're getting down to the to the donkey. Mm -hmm. This donkey here. So Balaam okay. and his donkey. Okay. So we see that 
Mm-hmm. Several times, Balak he's he's tried twice to get him to uh, to come to to curse the Israelites mm-hmm. to help him have victory. Right, that was his whole mission, and so he did that several times. And each time, the, at least Balaam, he did stop and say, "You know what? I'm I can only do I have to see what the Lord says, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I have. Like I, I cannot do anything. No matter what you give me, I can't do anything unless the Lord says I can." Mm-hmm. So, so for me, like <clears throat> what I get out of well first of all if god is for you who can be against you if he is for you who can be against you nobody even if your enemies are planning to destroy you are planning to curse you planning to harm you or hurt you secretly if god is for you who can be against you because god will go ahead of you and prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Mm-hmm. So, and when God speaks, it's final. Whether, you know, you like it or not. And who's to change, Who who's powerful enough to stop, to change his word? Who's powerful enough to send his word back to him void? Nobody. So, if God is for you, who can be against you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely no one. Mm-hmm. And, and these people were feared by this king, and he wanted to make sure that they didn't take over him and his land, and he had plans to destroy them. Unbeknownst to these people, unbeknownst to the Israelites, they didn't even understand that God behind the scene was working things in their favor, protecting them. You know. So yeah. So if God, if God is with you, who can be against you? Yeah. So Balaam and his donkey. So the next morning, Balaam got up, saddled his donkey, and started off with the Moabite officials. So he's on his way. But God was angry that Balaam was going. So he sent the angel of the Lord to stand in the road to block his way. As Balaam and two servants were riding along, Balaam's donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. Mm. The donkey bolted off the road into a field, Mm. but Balaam beat it and turned it back to the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood at a place where the road narrowed between two vineyards Mm -hmm. walls. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it tried to squeeze by and crush Balaam's foot against the wall. Mm. So he's like this. So Balaam beat, Balaam beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved farther down the road and stood in a place too narrow for the donkey to get by at all. This time, when the donkey saw the angel, it lay down under Balaam. Ooh. In a fit of rage, Balaam beat the animal again with his staff. Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. It says, Glory then be to God. the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. Glory be to God. What have I done to you? This is the donkey speaking. What have I done to you that deserves your beating me three times? It asked Balaam. He responded, you have made me look like a fool, Balaam shouted. If I had a sword with me, I would kill you. Mm. But I am the same. But I'm the same donkey you have ridden all your life. The donkey Mm. answered, have I ever done anything like this before? Mm. No, Balaam admitted. 
Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the roadway with a drawn sword in his hand. Mm. So now he could see. Balaam bowed his head and fell face down on the ground before him. Mm -hmm. Why did you beat your donkey those three times? The angel of the Lord demanded, look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. Mm. Three times the donkey saw me and and shied away. Otherwise, I would certainly have killed you by now and spared the donkey. Then Balaam confessed to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I didn't realize you were standing in the road to block my way. I will return home if you are against my going. But the angel of the Lord told Balaam, go with these men, but say only what I tell you to say. Mm-hmm. Go. So Balaam went on with Balak's officials. When King Balak heard that Balaam was on the way, he went out to meet him at the Moabite town mm-hmm. on the Arnon River at the farthest border of this land. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop here and we'll finish the rest of that up. But um, so... Very, very interesting what has happened here. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very interesting. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, you know. I, I think <laughs> the, 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 the one thing is that he had... So this, for me, I, was, I had to read this several times to really understand... Like, what the heck? Like, I'm missing something. I'm like, am I am I missing something? I had to read it. Different translations and different different ways. Like, why did he tell him to go, but then when he went, it was a problem. Like, he was so angry. The Lord was angry. Um, so it was extremely confusing to me at first. But then when you look at specifically what he told him, he, he said, go, but, like, do... Pretty much exactly what I what I what I say. Do only what I say. Say only what I tell you to say. He says, "Don't do anything unless I tell you." So that means that something went wrong in between him going that he wasn't supposed to do. Um, so what we know is that we're supposed to be seeking the Lord every minute. For every aspect of instruction, mm-hmm. right? When we wake up, get ready to take on the day. Okay, Lord, how do you want me to do this? Yes, I know you want me to, to do this today, but how do you want me to move? When exactly do you want me to move? Who should I be moving with? And so that is at a true place of surrenderance where, hey, none of this has anything to do with me, really. I'm just doing what you told me to do. Mm-hmm. So for him, he just he just went. And didn't really surrender that time and really seek the Lord by his spirit to seek the instructions. Because even who who ended up seeing the angel? Uh, the donkey. The donkey. But mm-hmm. he couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he see it? Because he wasn't in alignment with the Lord. Exactly. So he wasn't, he wasn't. He couldn't see. And then even in the other chapters, I think like 24, it talks about when, when he when he when he was filled with the spirit, when the spirit came upon him, he then could see. He could see. And so in this part, he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't moving in the spirit the way he should have been moving. And he was blinded. And to save his to save him, mm-hmm. the donkey had to come through. Mm-hmm. Because the donkey could see. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So that tells you that when the scriptures say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, there are another there's another world that we don't see unless through the spirit of God we're allowed to see that world. And that's the spiritual world that is greater than the physical world that we live in. Mm-hmm. So now as believers, that's why it's important to be in alignment with God because our only eyes to see in this physical world and beyond this physical world is through the eyes of God. Mm-hmm. Our only ears to hear in this physical world and beyond this physical world is through the ears of God. Our only authority to speak in this physical world and beyond this physical world is through the mouth of God. Now, that means that we have to be in alignment with God. We have to seek his face daily. We have to pay attention to what he's saying, listen to his voice, listen to his commands, listen to what he's telling us daily and be in alignment with them. Because when we are not in alignment with them, we're not lined up in him 100%, then guess what? We are blind. We can't see. And death could be around the corner. And we can't see it. Mm-hmm. So now... By the grace of the Lord, the Lord has to use the most common thing, a donkey. It's supposed to be a dummy. Supposed to be slow. Supposed to be, you know, besides that, not supposed to speak. Not supposed to speak. That tells you that the, the infinite God, the God of the sovereign God, the God of all power, that have all authority that's not limited to use whatever he needs to use to prove his point. And he chose to, he used the donkey in this instant, that this is a prophet that could not see because this this prophet had stepped step out of the will of God. Now look at where God got upset with him. This is why God was upset with him. Uh, verse twelve. But God, uh, uh, but God told Balaam, "Do not go with them. Do not go with them." Before he the got to that, do not go with them the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, so he already said, "Do not go with them." Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you are not to curse these people, for they God have blessed. been blessed. Mm-hmm. So when God bless you, if God has blessed you, nobody can curse you. If God is with you, nobody can be against you. If God said you are my anointed one, nobody can speak against that. Whether what whether the world believe it or not, whether the world um see it or not, see you ask God anointed or not, once God have said that you are my anointed, said that you are blessed, you are reserved, you are mine, that means that all hands off, all hands off, you are protected. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to be in the blessings of God, be in the grace of God, because once we're out of that, we're, we're facing death. Look at Bilam. He, for a split second, all this commotion came down, came at his doorstep, wasn't even asking for it, came to him. That that could that 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 could cost him his life. In between that was his was the demise of his life through disobedience, and 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 it was a close call. But but, the, but he was he was obedient because he the Lord told him to go. But even on assignments, if we are not seeking the Lord in our assignments, then you are out of order and you're out of line. Because the Lord told him the second time, okay, these guys came back again. This time I want you to go. Because he already knew what was about to happen. So he wanted him to go, but that's where it stopped. Like he didn't continue to seek the Lord for the rest of his for the rest of the instructions and just wanted to kind of just he just was winging it. 
He was winging it. He was winging it. Now, now, and God, so, so, it was, it was obedience after disobedience. So, it was obedience after disobedience. Because he obeyed God when God told him, yeah, you can go now. And only say what I tell you to say. Mm -hmm. But before that, God said, do not go. But still, then these men came. And they <laughs> were there. They crashed at his house, you know, and so 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 the the the, the disobedient part. When God said, "Do not go with, with them," you are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed. So the next morning, Balaam got up and told Balak's official, "Go home. The Lord will not let me go with you." Should have been done. That's it. And then they came back with the second. Quarter. So 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 it should have been done. It should have been done. That's it. They shouldn't have. So it should have been done because this is what the Lord told them, right. and this is what He told them. But they came back. So the point the point I'm making is that obedience. So his his disobedience in terms of after the Lord told him not to go, not these people are blessed, not to go. But he already knew that what was going to happen. He knew that Bilam was going to be disobedient to what he already told him not to do. So now he had to prepare a way to spare Bilam. And he couldn't, there was not, no, nothing else that could spare him but the donkey. So now, if the Lord didn't want to spare, spell him, uh, spare him the Lord could have destroyed him right then. The angels could have destroyed him right then. He didn't have to go through the donkey. He could, uh, I'm, I'm, you didn't listen to me? That's it. I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm destroying you right here. You and everything that you came with because you didn't listen to me. But, but he wanted him to go though. But he wanted him to go. So he provided a way, a grace for him to go. He wanted, he told him to go after. At first, he didn't want him to go. But he told him to go when he realized that he was going to go outside of God's will regardless. Okay. So, uh-huh. So, so the Moabites officials returned to King Belak and reported, Belak refused to come with us. Mm -hmm. Then Belak, then Belak tried again. Tried again. This time, he sent a larger number of even more distinguished officials than those he had sent the first time. Mm -hmm. They went to Belam and delivered this message to him. This is what Belat, the son of Zippor, Zippor says. Please don't let anything stop you from coming to help me. I'll pay you. Whatever. I'll pay you very well and do whatever you tell me. Just come and curse these people for me. But Belon mm -hmm. responded to Belak's messengers, mm -hmm. even if Belak, if even Belak were to give me everything, his place filled with silver and gold, I will be powerless, I will be powerless to do anything. anything against the will of the Lord my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he made that clear. He made that, that clear. He couldn't do nothing unless the Lord said that he could do it. Yes. But say, but stay here, but stay here, one more night. 
and I will see if the Lord has anything else to say he, to me. He was listening. Right. So he was listening. He was listening. So God, now, so God has to go back on his word. Because he had a plan. He had, so that's my, that's, that's my point. So it's not so much of, of Balaam. Like he, he was listening to the Lord. He already told them like, listen, I ain't doing nothing. Y'all can give me whatever y'all want, but I serve the Lord and I'm only, I don't care what you give me. I'm only going to do what the Lord says. But he said, stay here one more night. I'm going to see if the Lord gives me something different, any different instruction. Okay. And that night the Lord came again and said, you know what? Since these men have come, come for you, get up and go. But only do what I tell you to do. Exactly. So he he wasn't disobedient. Then he just listened to what the Lord told him to do. He stood on his ground and said, I will do nothing unless the Lord tells me to. And what he was supposed to be doing was listening. And he listened. But then when he got up to go, that's where he started to get. He didn't. He wasn't seeking the Lord in that direction as he went to so, go. Exactly my point. In verse 32, can I read that real quick? Sure. So verse 32, it explains as to why the Lord, why the angel had to come and stop him, why, why, like, why all of this? It says, well, it says it in a couple of different ways, but this one says, why did you beat your donkey those three times? The angel of the Lord demanded, look, I have come to block your way because you are stubbornly resisting me. All right. So resisting him there so that's that that's that version the other version says the angel said he is opposing because his path is reckless his path is reckless which means he he's doing what the lord told him to do he got up but the seeking and and, and asking for the further direction is where he wasn't moving as the lord in the it, lord by the by the spirit so if you are not moving by the lord by the spirit if you're not in submission to the will of God and the things that you're out of order is what? Disobedience. But that was after he but, went. But it doesn't matter. Because what the Lord is pending him to is disobedience. That's what the Lord is upset, is upset with him. The path that he took is reckless because he did not listen. Did not listen in the first place. So now the Lord has to come through this reckless path that he's created through his heart of not listening, being disobedient. This this is disobedience because he stepped out of the will of God. So now why is God angry with him? Because he did not do exactly what the Lord wanted him to do. And it says, because he told him specifically to only, he says only what he tells him. So after he told him to go, after he, because he told him to go, but after that point, he 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 stopped seeking the further instruction, which then, like you said, so, was out so, of yes. So the point is, the point he was in trouble because he stepped out of line. Mm -hmm. Stepping out of line is disobedience to God. So he disobeyed God. So now God God was ready to take his life. Why would God send? Why would, why would God? The angel said he was ready to kill him and spare the donkey. Why would God want ready to kill this man if he, if he only just was being reckless? Because well, he wasn't. He, and he wasn't in the spirit. He was in sin. He stepped, when you step out of the righteousness of God, even for a second, a millisecond, Boom. it's disobedience. It's sin. Anything outside of God is disobedience. It's sin. I don't care if it's, if it's, if it's about good morals. If it's not God's Holy Spirit directing you to do it, 
if it's if it's just by good morals, there's no righteousness in that. Mm-hmm. So he disobeyed God. And that's why God was ready to take his life, even though he had intention of listening, obeying the things that God told him to do. But some down the road, he did decide to do something that was against exactly what God wanted him to do. And that's why God had to go ahead of him and prepare a, a, a way to save him, be announced to himself, be announced to him. Not even understanding. He had good intention in his heart. He said, I'm only going to say what the Lord told me to say. He had good intention. That was his intention. That was his plan. So to him, he was right. He, everything was good. That's why he was confused. Why is this donkey acting up? That's why he couldn't see the angels. That's why he couldn't see death beside him. Because he he, he believed. He, we not we know that he was in his flesh now, but he didn't at that moment he didn't know. He just thought he was still being in order with the Lord. He thought because now because the Lord told me I can go now, you know, I'm going by his grace. That's what he thought. So when this donkey was acting up and doing all these things that was surprising to him, uh, crushing his his foot or laying on him, uh um uh, uh, things like that, he was confused, like what's what's going on? So he didn't even see that it wasn't even the enemy that was going to come kill him. It was God himself sent an angel that was ready to take his life because of what? Disobedience. And he was used to, he was, Balaam as a prophet, like he's used to like divine, supernatural, supernatural things. And like, for like to get his attention, something drastic like that had to happen, right? He, this man is already used to seeing stuff. And so the donkey coming in and, and the Lord allowing the donkey to speak. Like how much more supernatural and divine does he get? And it caught it and, caught his attention and, and brought him to a pace because and it, it did bring oh, I'm finished reading that part, but it did bring him to a place of repentance. He's, right he, he's repentant because he realized he that he sinned by disobedience disobedience to the Lord. So disobedient. He he stopped seeking the instruction that the Lord was giving him. After exactly. He, he just said, "All right, I'm just gonna roll," and he didn't continue to seek, and he, he didn't continue to communicate with the Lord after he had gotten those instructions. He wanted, so he want he he wanted further. The Lord said what he said: "Do not curse these people. Do not go with them. Do not curse these people because these people are blessed." That was it. That was done. That was sufficient. That was enough. What the Lord said was holy enough to, to seal the deal. That was it. But then he said, okay, well, let me seek the Lord and see if he tells me something else that uh, give me further instruction to do. So that means that after the Lord told you that don't go with them, don't curse these people because these people are blessed, it was a done deal. Seal. That is, so you're, so hey. you're saying that, that after the first time, he shouldn't have even asked the Lord to hear what else the Lord might have to say about it when they came back? Exactly, because the Lord told him everything that the Lord had to say about it. But now he put the Lord in a sticky place because now he's the servant of the Lord. The Lord has to deal with him. The Lord ain't dealing with these people, he's dealing with him. So now because you, you now you put me in a sticky place, because I have grace for you, I'm going to get you through this. But at your, I'm, I'm going to teach you a lesson that you have now made me have to call for our plan to prove a point because now you have stepped out of line. I'm usually speaking to you, but now I realize I can't reach you. Now I realize that you, I'm not reaching you because when I reach you first directly and clearly, you want it otherwise. You want the other things. And the, uh, my, my words, my instruction to you should have been enough 
shouldn't have been enough. Those those guys coming back for the second time to come at, at ask you to do these things. I already told you the first time. Why am I having to repeat myself? Why do you why do you feel like you you have to seek me again to see if I have something else to say? So so let me ask you this. So when they came back the second time, are you saying that he should have just sent them away and not seek the Lord first because we're supposed to seek Him in all things, right, in all situations? Ab- so but he came back the second time. Should Ab- he have not seek the Lord and asked Him? Ab- abso- so absolutely. So now you always supposed to seek the Lord. Now now now. Not only did, did he, not only he's he's he sucked the Lord, but he also allowed these people to stay the night over. They came with the, so they came with more than they more people the second time than it came the first time. They came with more powerful people the the second time than it came the first time. They came with more convincing evidence, with more pressure, the the second time than the first time. So now it's not. So now it's 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 a outside power coming in to try to. Make this thing happen regardless. This king would not take no for an answer. That's why he took all his distinguished officials and packed them up and sent them because he refused to take no for, for an answer. All right, I heard what your God said. I heard what he what your God told say these people are blessed. These uh do not go do not go with them. I heard what your God said, but guess what? I don't care. I'm sending more power and more because I am not going to take no for an answer. I want something done about these people. So now God already told you these people are blessed. Belong. You already know God. You should have been on that. These are holy, precious people that you shouldn't even entertain these people that are coming in trying to kill God, precious, holy people that he's blessed that he told you not to go with these, these, these mobites that are coming in. You should not even entertain them. So now they came the second time with all these distinguished officials, all this pressure, all this to change to because God's word wasn't enough for them. So now he's saying that now he's, he's already compromised a little bit to even let them spend a night to say that, oh, let me see God and see what else he has to say and see if there's anything further to say. So now you put God in a sticky place with God. Okay, you, you know what? You can go with them. But I, I already told you what shouldn't have, what shouldn't, don't go with them. Didn't he say that first? Didn't he? Did he? Did he say that oh, first? Yeah, the first time he said, "The Lord will not let me go with you." Yeah, right. Go home. The Lord will not let me go with you. Right. He told him. He says, "Well, he said you are not to curse these people, for they have been blessed." Yes. And then he said, "The Lord won't let me go with them." That's what he said the first time. So, so what does that mean? God don't want me to go with you. He doesn't want you to. He didn't want them. He didn't want him to curse them. Curse them. Curse them. Or go with. Them. But he did want him to go with them. Afterwards. Yeah, let's talk. Before we get to afterwards, let's let's get to the first part because we can't skip the first. It's very important to be in obedience and 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 when God's one word out of God's mouth, one word out of God's mouth means everything changes the whole entire word, the whole entire world. One word out of God's mouth doesn't come back void to Him. So now this His word, this word has to come back void to Him. Do you understand what's What's happening so here? What, what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they came back the first. You're saying that he shouldn't even allow allow them to come back that second time. No, it's okay. done deal. Period. It's done deal. Period. Because God's word should not come back void to him. Now you, because God has God has belong as a special. He he's not going to just. He, that was grace to let him let those people stay there for that night to tell him, hey, all right, you know what? You can go with them. That was grace. 
That was grace. That grace was that donkey that he that God allowed him to ride on. So the whole time he was in, when God told, he told him he can go for the second time, that was grace. Not because of him, grace of God, goodness, to prove his point for his glory. That's why he had to come through the donkey. Because by that time, God couldn't reach him. He was blind, he couldn't see, he couldn't hear God. He couldn't, he's the prophet of God, but he couldn't see the angel. So that means he was disconnected from God. By that time. And that's why God was angry with him, ready to kill him. That's why the angel told him I was going to spare the donkey, but I was going to kill you. Why? Why would God want to kill him? If he, if, if God told him to go, that's why it didn't make sense. Why would God tell him to go and then God be, why would God be telling him to go and God be angry at him? Why? That's that. That's the answer to that. The first time God already told him what to do and what not to do. And he didn't listen. Disobedience. So now, if so, this comes back to us as human beings, men, women. If we are disobedient to God, guess what? God is still God. God is not going to change His glory. He will raise up a rock to worship Him. He will raise up anything to worship Him. Donkeys to speak to to, to for His glory. If He has to, He was willing to destroy this prophet. Meaning that this donkey here has shown me more, more, more value, more favor in this time than, than you, you have, Bilam. This donkey here can hear me and see me better than you, Bilam. You're so lost, you think you, and that's most of, that's, that's most, you know, most, most people that get, get disconnected from God. You see them powerful leaders in the church. Powerful, and then you get to a point where you start going back on God's word. Start going back on God's word. Going back on God's word. Before you know it, you stop hearing from God. Stop seeing God, and you are going about your own business, thinking that you 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 are going walking in walking in obedience to God. He thought he was walking in obedience to God because God told him to go. That's what he thought. He was sure of that. That's what a lot of people think when they read that. They're sure of that. Uh, you know, God bless him to go. So why would God want to kill him if God bless him to go? Go. Because that, God, that was the second time. The first time God told him not to go. Not to curse these people. It was already said. So why would, that, why would God have to change his word? Why? When we know God, one God's word is life. And it never comes back void to him. So if he said don't curse these people. So disobedience. And that's the answer to, to that. He said, do not go with them. But God told Balaam, do not go with them. So then we further down in the verses, he's saying, okay, you can go with them. Why is he saying go with them? Because Balaam had put, he should, as a prophet, he should, he should know God better than those people. He should fear God more than those people. He should know that you should not even, I should not even be hosting y'all. I should not even be entertaining this. I should not even know. He already told me. Why? He already. If he, if there was a possibility for me to go, he would have told me that in the first, the, the first time. You know what? Hey, man. Um, I don't want you to go, but I might let you go. I don't want you to 
you know, I might let you go. <laughs> I mean, but not necessarily because if you think about the test, it was still a test for him too, though. Because this this prop this king sent him with, because it could have been the first time that he could have said, you know what, I'll you go and I'll do what I'm going to do. But he came back and asked and offered him anything and everything. And Mo, Mo, he he could have been. I mean, Balaam could have said, you know what, I'll take you up on that. But he didn't. He he still said, no, I'm only going to do what the Lord tells me to do. And uh, still turn down everything. He failed a test, though. Because, you, as you said, because he can't, he allowed him to come I, back. I, 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 no, that's not what I'm saying. That's what the scripture is saying. That he, he, boom. He failed the test. But you said that when he came, he came back. He shouldn't even allow him to come back because the Lord spoke the first time, right? Exactly. But, but, that, but. That's that's what believers that know God, that know God and know His Word, and even if you if you have you have we have we have our little son, we have Judah, right? We tell Judah, don't don't uh, don't watch this TV show. Do not watch this TV show. Do not put this on. Period. Do not. Don't want you. Oh, don't watch TV. We don't. We don't want you. Want you watching TV this day? Like for example, the other day I told you. I told you, Judah had had his class, and he's not allowed to watch movies and TV, or TV shows. Okay. So then the other day, right before class was over, he already had told his teacher. Uh, he and his teacher had agreed to watch a film on the computer. So now, after class, I'm expecting him to be done to get on his homework to do his homework, and I'm I come to check on him. He's here watching a film with his teacher. His teachers right there, they laughing. So now it puts me in a place where I can't discipline him the way I want to. I can't talk to him the way I want to because now the teacher is right there and they're virtually talking and. They're watching this thing that I already told him. We already told him, don't, you're not allowed to watch TV for a week. You're not allowed to watch TV on your computer, your phones, or your tablet for a week. We already told him that. So now, puts me, puts me in a place where I can't, I can't yell at him. I can't, tell, I can't share my frustration with him until after he was done watching the film with his teacher. But the point is that we told him not to. But yet he, Found some other way to make that possible. So God telling Bilam not to go with them the first time, not to go with them, not to go with them. Just like God telling Adam and Eve, don't eat from that tree. You will surely die. Well, they ate from that tree. But then God had to inconveniently find a way to come save them. Through the sacrifice of his son. Through the sacrifice of himself. To come and save them through disobedience. The same thing here. Do not go. Do not go with them. But now since Okay. Since since you since they came back with all so now so now this came thinking that. Because now, the first time you said no, your God said no, 
You got, I got the message. You told you told me that your God said no. That these people are blessed not to curse them. Your God said no. But guess what? I don't care what your God said. I'm going to send my most powerful officials. I'm going to send more people. I'm going to send more. It's going to be hard for you to say no. All your God to say no. So even though he was saying that to them, oh my God, the God, my God told me I will only do what my God told me to do. I'm not going to do anything else. He's still entertained it by allowing them to come and question his God's word. It was final. It was done. But now you put God in a place where, okay, so now since, 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 all right, you, 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 you want to plead for them and that you want to seek me because you think I'm going to say something else about my blessed people. You want to, you want to find a way to give them something. Okay. You can go with them, but now you're going out of obedience. You're going through disobedience. So why would God be angry with him in the second? So God, if God bless him to go, why would God be angry with him trying to kill him? Why would God send an angel to stop him? And why would an angel tell him that I would have killed you and spared the donkey? Why? Can you explain that to me, please? Well. He wasn't in tune with him like he should have been um, in the spirit, and he was he was moving. So when did he lose tone with with, with, with the Holy Spirit? So, to be honest, I the 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 fact that he didn't even know who these people were to the Most High to me off the break is odd. Um, so, but obviously he was gifted, he was prophetic, he had connection to the Lord, and he had much reverence for the things that the Lord. Was telling him to do. All oh, that sounds good, but when he left, he left in. So he left. He left not having all those things be, because if he was still that prophet that God had His anointing upon when he left, that God has blessed and graced with blessing to go with these people, then he would have gone with all the equipments that God he, had. He, he didn't have it all. Okay, so so my question. That's the point I'm trying to bring bring this to. The point I'm trying to bring this to is that why didn't he have it all if God already blessed them? He had it before. He had it before. It's clear. It's said in the scripture that he had it before. Well, after the Lord told him to go, he said, go and do only what I tell you to do. After that, the Lord was mad. So but what, what did he do after that for the Lord to get mad what right he away? Didn't do. What, did, what, so did, what did he, he do? He obviously didn't communicate and seek the Lord as he was preparing to go like he should have gone, like he should have done. But but the Lord blessed him. The Lord told him to go, right? If the Lord told him to go and blessed him to go, that means that he's going on the Lord count. So he's expecting the Lord to guide him through. Okay. And he told so 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 that's the point I'm trying to make. He was but the the, the other verses said that he was he was reckless on his journey. He was reckless. Exactly. When you step out of the obedience of God, you when we step out of the obedience of God, we are reckless. Yes, we are reckless okay. to our death. This day, that's not only for Belong, for us. When we step out of the obedience of God, we are reckless. Pastors, bishops, individuals, believers in Christ. When we step out of the line of God, we are reckless. It's, it's to our own destruction, our own death. That's recklessness right there. Mm -hmm. Not communicating with them. That's yeah, not obeying in the first place.
And that's the point of that. God couldn't use him anymore because he was useless. He was not in tone. He was disconnected. That's why God had to use the donkey. If God could reach him still, God could have reached him easily and, oh, and he, he would have saw. He would have he seen the angels. The angel. He would have heard God. But why did this donkey was able to receive all this from God and this man of God is riding the donkey right there. Couldn't even smell it. Couldn't even see it. Why? Because he was disconnected from God through, through disobedience. So 35, it says, because it's towards the end, it says, uh, but the angel of the Lord told, told Balaam, go with these men. But because oh, he said, OK, if you don't want me to go, I won't go, whatever. Um, but he said, but the angel of the Lord told Balaam, go with these men. But again, go with them. Um, but say only what I tell you to say. So Balaam went with with Balak's officials. When King Balak heard that Balaam was on the way, he went out to meet him. At the Moabite town on the Arnon River at the farthest border of his land. So he's like, didn't you get. Didn't I send you an urgent invitation? Why didn't you come right away? Um, Balak asked Balaam, didn't you believe me when I said I would reward you um, and you'd be rich? Balaam replied, look how I have come, but I have no power to say whatever I want. I will speak only the message that God puts in my mouth. Then Balaam accompanied Balak to Korea, who's a, where the king sacrificed cattle and sheep. He sent portions of the meat to Balaam and then the officials who were with him. The next morning, Balak took Balaam up to Badmoth Baal, where he could see some of the people where Israel was spread out below him. So now, after that incident with the donkey and the angel, so God had to reel him back. He gave him a heads up, like, hey, man, you you out of line. I was about to take you out. I was about to take you out for stepping out of pocket. He stepped out of pocket. I was about to take you out for stepping out of pocket. Now you got to get back in line. And, and, and he's getting back in line. So I'm like, like I got, you know. Now he's been he's been reconnected, been brought back to where he needs to be with the Lord because he, he lost it. And then pretty much the next the next chapters. So while Balak thought that he was going to be there to uh, to curse, to curse Israel, um, the Lord. Pretty much blessed them. Um, and so Balak was getting angry because he continued to. To instead of cursing them, he continued to bless and speak blessings, and he only specifically spoke whatever the Lord gave him to speak, which were blessings. Um, and that's pretty much how that whole thing turned around. And he also began to see, and he also the spirit fell on him, and he began to see well um, as he was speaking exactly, specifically what the Lord told him, even while Balak was pissed off because. He had brought them there to uh, to curse them and not bless them. Exactly, exactly. And it's important. It's important for us. It's important. It's important for us to stay in alignment with God. It's important. It's important for us to stay in alignment with God. A split second out of God's out of God's presence, a split second out of God's will, is is destruction. Is death. So. So, so this man here, this man here had to be, God had to, God had to correct him. 
God had to correct him and God had to bring him to a place where he understands that. He stepped out of the will of God. He did. And it was the grace of God that God didn't kill him because the angel could have just easily, the donkey could have just, you know, could have easily killed him. But the point is, why, why, why was God angry with him? Why, why was God angry with him? Because he disobeyed God. He disobeyed God, and that's why he couldn't see. That's why he couldn't see the angel. But the donkey saw the angel, and then when he, when God checked him, and finally got him back in pocket. Now, you can go do the things that God told you to do. But in the first place, God already told him no. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, this is about him, but this is about us also. We need to, that's what's important every day for us to check ourselves. Check ourselves with the Lord. Check ourselves with the Spirit. Check ourselves. Correct, correct ourselves. Reassure ourselves in the Lord. Reassure ourselves in the Spirit. Repent. Re come back to Him. I don't care what the world has to say. I don't care what anybody out there has to say. I don't care what the king from the south, from every, anywhere, four corners of the earth. I don't care what the kings, the presidents. I don't care what they have to say. I don't care who, what, who has to say. What my Lord has to say is more important than anything else. My Lord said one word, that's that word is life. I'm eating it for I'm eating it. That's enough for me. I don't need to eat anything else. I don't need to hear anybody else. I don't I not for anybody else. God, God alone. That's it. Can't can't give into the world. Can't give into the world. Can't be soft. Can't get soft for the world. Can't can't create soft places for the world to exist around us. Can't there, there's, there's time, there's time, seasons and time where we have to completely separate ourselves from the, from the world, completely detach yourself. Don't, can't fellowship with the world. If the Lord's dealing with you and the Lord is moving in you mightily, you have to be careful how you operate in the world and how you respond to the world because God is going to have instructions for you. On how to deal with the world, and it's important for us to follow those follow those instructions. If we don't follow the instructions that the Lord give us, we can end up like Him. Anybody can end up like Him. And he thought he was he thought he was good. He thought he had it good when the Lord told him to go. They didn't know that he was walking towards his death because of the disobedience. So, um, the point is though, the point is for anyone and everyone that's listening out there that if God is for you, who can be against you? If God bless you, who can curse you? Mm -hmm. When God stand for you, there's nothing that can stand against you. So it's important for us to be in God's blessings. It's important for God to be for us. It's important for, for God to be in us. It's important for us to be in him, in, in alliance with him, because that's where we're protected. That's where we're safe. That's where in God we're able to see beyond this world. In God we're able to hear beyond this world. In God we have the authority to speak beyond this world. 
The authority and power to speak beyond this world in God. It's important for us to stay in God because his blessings, his blessings is, 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 is eternal and nobody can stop it. Even if your enemy rage war against you or are jealous because of your blessings or hate you or can't stand you or are planning harm against you. The Lord goes ahead of us and prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. The Lord is the one who anoint us. And when he blesses us and he anoint us, the world is going to fear us. The world fears the world fear us. For those who don't know God, fear us. They want us to stop. They want us to quit. They want us to not look any more like God in his glory and in his holiness and in his uh, through his anointing. Anointing. They don't want us to look like God. The world fear, fear us when God bless us and anoint us. And the world wants to destroy that. Destroy us. Curse us. Remove us off this earth. Because the world hates God. and hates the things of God. But that's not for us to be concerned about the world. We need to be concerned about God first. Because, if, because when we do get it right with God, everything is right. When we don't get it right with God, we're in danger. So it's important. Stay in obedience to God. Every day, renew yourself in the Lord. Repent. Come before him. Renew, your, 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 renew yourself in the Lord. Ask him to renew his spirit in you. Tune up yourself in him. Get closer to him. Listen to him carefully. Be, be in obedience to his word. And move when he says move. And stay, stay still when he tells you to stay still. And then also God can use anyone to get his point across, anything to get his point across. He's the God that created all things, all things and everything. And he can use whatever he wants to use. He used the donkey. So if men, us as human beings, if we make ourselves unavailable for God to use us because of our disobedience and not listening to him, guess what? He's going to use Whatever he has to use to get his point across. If he has to use a donkey, a talking talking donkey, he will. If he has to use a tree, use the ocean, use the sun, use the earth, use the mountains, use nature to get his point across clearly, he will. Like right now, look at the world that we're living in right now. Barely anybody can hear him. Barely anybody can see him because of sin. His ministers and supposed to be pastors and prophets and most of them out there chasing money. Most of them out there have gone astray. Most of them out there have listened to these kings that have brought them great officials, brought them great gifts and brought them things 
to get them to talk to their God and get their God to change his mind about their sin. And most of these pastors and these prophets that are supposed to be of God have gone astray because they started listening to these people and started entertaining these people, started giving room to these people, giving place for these people to lay their heads and sleep in the presence of the Lord. So now we wonder why there's so much darkness in the world. So many pastors, but ain't nobody really preaching anything. So many prophets, but ain't nobody prophesying nothing from God's lips. So now God has to use nature. The few that he has reserved, he's using them right, right now, but now he, he's using nature also to bring mankind to a place of submission, to hear his voice, to quicken their hearts, to receive him, to open their eyes, to see him. He's brought this world to, to, to his knees. Because the prophets that he, the prophets and preachers that, and, and teachers that he left to take care of his sheep and his flocks, most of them have gone off with the kings of the world, gone off with the presidents of the world, the leaders of the world, gone off to go do them favors and duties in exchange for fortune. That's where we are. We're talking about Bilam, but that's where we are right now. People exploiting your gifts. Exactly. Coming on the other side. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So now because, oh, you are anointing, you talk to the Lord. Because the gift is still there. Exactly. Yeah. But now I'm going to use the gift for it. For them. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. But most of mm -hmm. harm even God's people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's happening this day and time as we speak too. And if you're not in tune and not not aware and you just move it in your flesh, you'll get caught right on up. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's important. It's important for us to to seek God. Seek God like we never have before. Trust God like we never have before. Hold on to his word like we never have before. Hear his voice like we never have before. And see things through his eyes like we never have before. Because it's important. Because Satan is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And if we if you allow Satan to use your God-given talent for his for his kingdom of darkness. Satan will use you. But that's not God's plan for, 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 for his people. That's not God's plan for, for us. God's plan for us is to bless us. God's plan for us is to bless us. Bring us to a place of holiness. Bring us to a place of submission to his will completely. Bring us to a place where we are his sheep. And he is our shepherd. Where we're protected in his arms. Where his eyes are watching us and keeping us safe. Where his voice, we only listen to his voice. Nobody else's voice. Nobody from the outside should be coming, coming to his flock. Psst, psst, hey, hey, no. 
Why are we why are we even hearing somebody else's voice? It should be toned out completely. Only when the shepherds speak, that's when we move. Why are we listening to these doctors telling us to take these vaccines? Why are we listening to these presidents and these this government system that's telling us to vote same-sex marriages? Why are we listening to this world that hates our God and hates holiness? Why are we taking advice from these people that have evil intentions in their depths, in their hearts? And we know that. Why are we why are we entertaining these people? Our job is to bring the gospel to them, bring them, bring the gospel to them in spirit and in truth, and not back down from it. God said it. That's it. So you know, this message is for every one of us. This 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 example is for every one of us. Every day we wake up, we have to examine examine ourselves before the Lord. Make sure that we're hearing Him. Make sure that we are in obedience to what He told us. Make sure that we are our footsteps are being ordered by His Spirit. Make sure that we're only hearing His voice. Because when we step out of line, we step out of Him. We're stepping recklessly to our own demise. And that's what the enemy wants. But God wants to bless us and give us life, life more abundantly in him. And we just have to be in submission to his will, totally. Yep, so, so for everyone out there, anyone out there that's heard this uh, discussion that we had, um, you know, just, you know, examine yourself, check to see where you are with God, you know, and there's always room for improvement. We all have room for improvement. So every day we should strive to be better than the last day. And if we fall short, repent, dust yourself up, come before the Lord, lay all before the Lord and, and get back on your course, get back on your journey, get back on your focus. Don't let the enemy trip you up. Get back and, on your donkey. Get back on your donkey. That's right. That's right. If death missed you by the grace of God, thank God, and get back on your donkey and get back on your, on your, on, on your, get back with the Lord. You know, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give in under peer pressure. Always seek. I always, always seek to do the things that that please the Lord, that that will bring pleasure to His heart. And some days we might, some days we might not do the things to please Him. We might slip up a little bit. It happens, but don't let that hold you down. Don't let that keep you from coming back to your God in repentance, in in in, in surrendering everything to Him, and give and 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 and, and, and getting. Connect, reconnected to him. It's important for us to stay connected to him because that's how we get our spiritual insights. That's how we how, how we get we get to see beyond this world, we get to hear beyond this world. And that's how we walk this earth with authority and power that 
Whatever was bound on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever was loose on earth is loose in heaven. That's the authority and power we have when we are in the spirit of God. And that's the authority and power that Satan doesn't want you to have. Do not want you to have. So, um, so if, you know, so, 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 hope, I pray that, you know, this discussion, you know, touch somebody's heart and draw somebody, draw whoever out there, bring you closer to God more than ever before. I pray that this podcast just you know, help 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 us or uh, help people out there just stay in alignment. In alignment with God. Because it's life and death and we can't afford to step out of alignment with God. So that's it. All right, everyone. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at T R E N A C E at freedomkingdom.net. And we look forward to next time.